There should be a jack in there. What about this one? Thank you, Julie. No, I said thank you. Let me tell you, I just wash my hands. Sorry, that's not. So, uh, the accordion, they said, um, they're shooting for your title. They're going to bring the paint on the Chile this year. Uh, I know. They said, be prepared, it's coming. And they're pointing like they're going to run right through there, right for you. Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. 
voice that I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant to the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. come and the kingdom and the power and the glory are in his hands give the king your justice oh god and your righteousness to the royal son may the kings of tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. come and the kingdom and the power and the glory are in his hand lord have mercy upon us christ have mercy upon Lord God, Lamb of God, 
takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou art not holy, thou art not the Lord. Thou art the Christ with the Holy Ghost. <coughs> Art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, by the leading of a star, you made known your only begotten Son to the Gentiles. Lead us, who know you by faith, to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence through Je the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament lesson for this, the Epiphany of our Lord, is written in the 60th chapter of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the first verse. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness all the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. Your daughters shall be carried up on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. The multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah and all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense. They shall bring good news and the praises of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense. They shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. Arise and shine, your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The epistle lesson is written in the third chapter of St. Paul's epistle to the church at Ephesus, beginning at the first verse. For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me from you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mysteries of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. 
This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. To me, though I am least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plain, the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Alleluia. We saw his star when it rose and we've come to worship him. Alleluia. gospel is written in the second chapter of St. Matthew, beginning at the first verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written, By the prophet, o, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least of the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them at what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. When they had heard the king, they went their way, and lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country another way. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ.
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father, God of God, light of light, every God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Yet with hell. 
Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Prophecies are kind of slippery things. We hear them and we don't believe them and then they happen. And that can be a real problem for us, isn't it? It was certainly a problem for King Herod and all Jerusalem with him. You see, years before, during the time of the Exodus, the Edomites had hired a prophet by the name of Balaam to come and curse the Israelites. But Balaam was the same guy whose donkey started talking to him and telling him that that there was an angel on the road to strike him dead because he was disobeying God. Balaam, this prophet from Mesopotamia, this this old Lutheran, if you will, coming to the new Lutherans, he, he he knew that he was in trouble. And every time he tried to curse Israel, every time something came out of his mouth that was that was a blessing or a prophecy that was in favor of Israel. And so in Numbers 24, we read the utterance of Balaam, the son of Baor, the utterance of the man whose eyes are open, the utterance of him who hears the words of God and has the knowledge of the Most High, who sees the visions of the Almighty and falls down eyes wide open. I see him now, but not near. I behold him, but not now. A star shall come out of Jacob, a scepter shall rise out of Israel to batter the brow of Moab and destroy all the sons of Tumult. And Edom shall be a possession. Ser, his enemies, shall be a possession. While Israel does valiantly, out of Jacob one shall have dominion and destroy the remnants of the city. And that was a forgotten prophecy. (laughs) That it was until some magi came out of the east following a star. And they were asking Herod the king... Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. And all of a sudden, they realize that the prophecy of Balaam in in Numbers 24 had happened. And when the king Herod heard this, he was troubled in all of Jerusalem with him. Now, why? Why was he troubled? Why was he so upset by this news? He should have been overjoyed, right? That the Messiah had been born, the King of the Jews, the one who would be the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. He should have been happy about this, but rather he was disturbed. He was unsettled. He was thrown into confusion. Why? Because the ancient prophecy of Balaam 
foretold that Herod, the king, who is really an Edomite, he's not, even a, he's not even a Hebrew, he's not even a Jew of any kind, he would be overthrown. You see, as Julius Africanus says from, from the ancient church, one of the ancient church fathers, he says that, that Herod was of foreign blood, and this is significant, because he's the first ruler in Jerusalem not to be of the house of, or house of lineage of David or any other Hebrew descendant of Jacob. That's significant. That means he's an interloper. That means he has no right to be there. And so when the Magi announced the culmination of Balaam's prophecy, this is a direct threat to Herod and all those who support him. Right? All of Jerusalem with him means all the cronies and all the people who live off the largesse of Herod in his, in his false regime. That's what that means. Yes, Herod now is unmasked to be the usurper that he is, and the people that support him don't want their gravy train to end. It's kind of like a scene from the movie The Matrix. I don't know if any of you have seen The Matrix. It's kind of an old movie now, but back in the day, it was really kind of cutting edge for philosophy. It had a lot of philosophical truths within it. And this kind of reminds me of a scene where Morpheus is telling Neo that you have to understand that most people are not ready to be unplugged. That many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent upon the system, that they will fight to protect it. And that's exactly what happens with King Herod. That's the reason why he doesn't have to find volunteers to go to Bethlehem and slaughter the holy innocents of that city and its surrounding environs. Now, there are many soldiers who are willing to go, go slaughter some infants. How disgusting. But it happens. And in my 34 years of being a pastor or a seminarian, I question how many pastors have been driven from pulpits in the Missouri Synod for pe preaching Christ crucified. Or how many call committees will not even consider a candidate who is perceived to be too disruptive because he is seeking him who has been born king of the Jews and therefore cannot be relied upon to maintain the comfortable status quo. How many of the laity have dropped out of our churches, demoralized by the mediocrity and the theolo theological timidity of their clergy. More than we'd like to admit, I think. More than I want to admit. They are unlike the bold magi, who are willing to challenge the false herods of this world because they are seeking him who is king of the Jews. They have seen his star in the east, and they are willing to pay any price to find him so that they might worship him. Yes, the Magi are enigmatic. They flip the biblical script, if you will. Every time in, in the Hebrew Bible, when you look, the heroes, are always, the, the heroes are always Hebrews. Joshua, the son of Nun, who overthrows Jericho, right? Samson, who, who, you know, who takes on the Goliath. David, who slews, slays both the wolf and then the bear and then the lion. And then Goliath of, and then Goliath of Gath. Samson, who takes out the, you know, kills all those men with, with the jaw of an ox, the jaw of a donkey. Shamgar slays 600 Philistines with an ox goat. It's always, it's always a Hebrew who's the hero, Gideon, who overthrows the Midianites. But here it's not. Here the Jews are not the heroes. Here the, the Gentiles are the heroes. Here the Gentiles are those who are courageous and are supporting the Hebrew Messiah. They are the ones that, are, that know the Messiah has been born and they are boldly seeking him. While the people in Jerusalem, the theologians and pastors and prophets and laity in Jerusalem, who know where the Magi, who know what the Magi do not know, they know where the Messiah is to be born. 
They know that it is in Bethlehem of Ephrathah, the, le- the least of, the, of, the, of, of Judah, will be the place that the king is born, the Messiah is born. Yet they completely miss Jesus' birth. I mean, Bethlehem is 5.52 miles from Jerusalem, and they miss it. How do they miss it? How do you miss something like that? I mean, this is like the most significant event in biblical history next to the fall or the creation, and they missed it. It begs credulity. It really reminds me of of being, being in the Missouri Synod, especially we cradle Lutherans. We the ones who have been raised in the church since the time we were born. You know, we've heard, we've heard the wonderful, sweet gospel that we are saved by grace through faith so much that it has no flavor for us. And so we cast about for, for other, other innovative doctrines and other innovative theologies that might taste better. While so much of Christendom, so much toils under the oppression of trying to merit God's unmeritable love, of trying to make themselves good enough to enter heaven, And so they miss the gospel and live under this this tyranny of works. Which is essentially what happened in Jerusalem. Right? I mean, when the Magi appeared from the east, the people in Jerusalem had forgotten the gospel. They had forgotten it. See, people sometimes think the Old Testament is, is all about God's law, and you make yourself good enough for God. That's not true. The Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, is, is, is a document of grace. Adam and Eve fall, and God seeks them out in the garden and gives them hope. You know, you know, the children of Israel get themselves enslaved in Egypt, and God sends Moses, and he delivers them. But it's God who delivers them. It's always God sending a judge in the book of the Judges. It's always God that comes and finds his people and dusts them off and, and, and brings them out of the ditch and saves them. And yet they have lost that. They have forgotten it. They have created this man-made religion of works that is just so inferior to the truth. So that when the the Magi come, they feel threatened. Jesus himself pointed this out later. He said in, in Matthew 23, he said, They bind heavy burdens hard to bear, and they lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move one finger. Yes, woe unto you, teachers of the Torah. Pharisees and hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, and you neither go in yourselves, nor you do, do you allow others to enter in. That's why Jesus calls them blind guides. And they are blind. They are blind. They can't see the star that's shining over Bethlehem five and a half miles from their own houses. Five and a half miles away. And they, they miss it. How do they miss it? They are blind guides. And so they're so surprised when, when these wise men come who are seeking him who is born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and we have come to worship him. It's, it's a sounding. Or is it? Because I wonder if we are not making the same mistake. We in the Missouri Senate, we... We in America, we in Alabama, we in Baldwin County, are we not making the same mistake? Are we not also distracted by earthly goals and earthly activities that we too forget the child that is born in Bethlehem and we do not see his star shining just a few miles away from from our homes? Think about how many of our churches in this very county did not have services on Christmas And how many of us did not attend 
because we had something better to do that day, something that we thought was more important, because we didn't see his star in the east, and we did not come seeking him. And we don't like it when the magi remind us of that, when wise men remind us of that, do we? we we're troubled by that, or we, maybe, we're, maybe we're triggered by it. We should be troubled by it. We should be. How often do we skip the services of God's house? Or if we're here, we struggle to stay awake or pay attention or even care. Yes, it is the wise men who remind us that seeking him who has been born king of the Jews is a sacrifice. It requires a journey. We have to leave our homes. We have to leave our comfort zones. And we have to follow where God will lead us. That is what we must do. And yet, like Herod and all of Jerusalem with him, we can so easily delude ourselves and distract ourselves and miss the star that is in the east, right? I mean, think of it, right? Again, 5.52 miles away. They don't see it. And this is why God sends us magi, wise men, from the east, the direction of the resurrection, to remind us of Messiah's birth and challenge us to join them in worshiping our true Savior and Redeemer where his body and blood are found. In the name of Jesus, amen.
these gifts to the service on the altar and the preaching of thy holy gospel in your name, O Lord, we pray. Amen. It's a blessing to have all of you here, and um, this uh, final day when we recognize uh, the epiphany of our Lord, and um, so it's really great to have you. Please notice the blue news for the week. We have several events coming up soon. We're going to try to get back onto a regular schedule this Wednesday for catechesis and and family ed night in Compline, so just be aware of that. And then uh, uh, our, our parish president, Ed's got several announcements there as well of things that are coming up. So just to kind of be aware of those things. Um, some of our members, uh, Gray Hankins is still at Thomas, but she's looked like she'll be discharged probably tomorrow and then go into, and then go into rehab, home health. And then uh, also um, uh, the chili cook-off is coming February 4th. And uh, I, have, I, have a, I have it under very good uh, information on that, that this year Concordia uh, Lutheran Church is planning on sweeping uh, all three categories. So just FYI to y'all that they're they're going to bring the pain when it comes to chili this year, Mr. Rayner and Stillman. Um, just just want to let you guys know you've been warned, you've been fairly called, and they're going to bring it. So um, should be fun. And then uh, also Wednesday, uh, just announcement on Wednesday is that we will have uh, decorate. We'll be taking all the decorations down right after Compline. So. All the youth, please stick around for that, just to give us a hand, that'd be great, and everybody else that wants to help. We also have several other prayer requests uh, besides uh, uh, Gray Hankins. We have uh, the Pierce and Chesby families are traveling, and also my son Will is driving down from uh, Chicago today and yesterday, so we were going to pray for them as they travel. And then also Karen Dieterding, as some of y'all know, is undergoing cancer treatment, so we pray for Karen as well. Bonnie Smith's not here because she is home with covid and like I said, Gray Hankins is um, also uh, going to be discharged. He's been in the gospel for about 10 days. And then also my wife, just to kind of give you guys an update on that, she's, at, she's still at River Oaks in New Orleans uh, at the hospital there. And uh, she has been making some progress. And we think that she will uh, be discharged tomorrow and will enter into a, uh, a, a day program at Thomas the Harbor. So uh, just kind of keep her in your prayer. She's still struggling with anxiety, depression, and some other things. But... But I think she's making progress, um, although if you ask her, she'd probably tell you she isn't. But I think she is. So just keep her in your prayers. We do appreciate it. Keep me in your prayers as well. The Lord be with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace that is from above and for the well-being of the churches of Christ and the godliness of all Christendom, let us pray to the Lord. For Matthew and Eric, our shepherds and bishops in Christ, for all pastors and teachers and all people, let us pray to the Lord. For our nation, all our people, for Joe, our president, the Congress of the United States, for Kay, our governor, and the legislature of Alabama. For our judges and magistrates and all who serve in public office, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the sick and the sorrowing, for those who mourn, for those who are in need and distress, 
for the homebounds and the infirm, especially we pray this day for Doris and Alice, for Melissa and Bill, for Joyce and Mary, for Mark and Gray, for Eddie and Norma, for Kim and Suzette, for Bob and Martha, Marilyn and Dean, for Terry and Chris, Marion and Meredith, James and George, Larry, Dean and Earl, for Suzette and Bob, Mallory and Mark, Hank and Haley, for Jay and Tracy and Michelle and Carl, Karen and Jimmy, for Tina and Ainsley, for Kevin and Ron, Thelma and Jesse, for Ralph and Theo, Easton and Doug, Hugh and Waylon and Ryan. And we pray, Heavenly Father, for the families of our parish who mourn, especially the Lancaster family, the Blackwell and Cooper families, the Williams family, the Heil family, the Blunt and Davis families, the Chant family, the Tatum family, the Rogers family, the Gross family, the Floriensig and Parsons families, and the Freeman family. And we pray, Heavenly Father, also for all those serving in our country's armed forces, especially Riley, Paul, Turner, Paul, and Hayden. And we pray, Heavenly Father, also for all of our university students, including Minnie, Noah, Dylan, Katie, and Aiden, and, and Jacob. And we pray, Heavenly Father, also for those to whom death is drawing near and for us all, that when our last hour shall come, we may depart this life in the confidence of the sure faith, the consolation of a right, devout, and holy hope, and in the communion of Christ's holy church. Let us pray to the Lord. Recalling those who have gone before us in the faith and rejoicing to share with them the Sabbath rest which Christ has won for his people. That together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord. We pray this day especially for all those who must travel, for Will and um, my son and also for the Pierce and Chesby families as they travel and all others. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you watched over Abraham and Sarah in their many years of pilgrimage. You've guided the, the Magi safely to the infant Jesus and home again. We pray now for the Pierce and Chesby families as they travel, for Will, my son, and all others who must be on the road at this time. We pray that you would keep them safe during their journey and that their homecomings would be joyful. We ask this in Jesus' name, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. We also pray for those who are uh, suffering from various ailments, especially for Bonnie and, and uh, Karen and Gray and Melissa. Almighty and everlasting God, the eternal salvation of them that believe, hear our prayers on behalf of thy servants, uh, Karen and Bonnie and Gray and Melissa, on whose behalf we offer up our supplications and prayers. And we implore unto thee, O God in heaven, that you would be with these people whom we've named and all others who need your mercy, that you would restore all of them to their former health so that they may render thanks to thee in thy church. We ask this through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.